0: at gbc tires com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. In another bench prep conversation with ATV Talk. I'm your host Leonard Duncan, and we're going to talk to Dean Dillon today. He's an, uh, a rider from Ireland. He's uh, also uh, been at the uh, Quad Cross of Nations a few times. Um, he's a, a young man that uh, I haven't got to speak to very much, m- mostly through uh, text messaging or private messaging. But we'll uh, we'll get Dean on here shortly and, and get to know him a little bit, talk to him about his career. I think that's him right now. Dean Dillon, how are you, buddy? Hey, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you nice. so much for taking some time. Yeah, no problem. It's good to be on. Thanks for having me. Oh, I- my pleasure. My pleasure. You're making quite the statement uh in some of the places that you ride. Yeah, we're trying anyway. <laughs> trying. Well, uh that's that's what it's all about is trying. Yeah. We always sure. we always can't c- succeed. Um I only have a little bit of your background, some of the information I got from you. Yeah. And that's uh you were the uh under 21 champion in the British Championship in 21?
1: Yeah, that's right
0: um do you do all is that where your main focus is is the in the british championship yeah
1: well last year i competed in the british championship and the ulster championship it's called which is basically like our national championship what you have over there so okay. it's it's like my main focus here on uh, the island of ireland and then last year i traveled over to compete in the british championship so if The way it works with the under-21 British and, say, the main British is that everyone races together, but the guys that are obviously under the age of 21, they get scored basically, so you could come, say, fifth in the main race but be first in the under-21, so then points just get pulled out as well, so you're in the main championship as well. So um, I was first in the under-21 last year. Um, this year I didn't compete in the British. I took a year off traveling over there. Um, basically because it's, it's quite a lot of work with traveling over and back and forward. and trying to keep up with bike maintenance for my Ulster championship, which is what, like I said, like our national championship, um, which was kind of my main focus this year. Also, with the change of machine this year, I was trying to, like, work a couple of things out, and the main focus next year is to get back to the British and take my best stab at it.
0: What, did you, what, did, what do you ride now? I think I know. And And what did you ride? So, I have
1: my main bike for the last, since 2016, I've been on a CRF Walsh Hybrid. Mm-hmm. So in 16, it was a 250 hybrid. Then 17, it was a 250 hybrid again. Then from 18, 19, 20. 18, 19, 450, 20, there was no racing because of COVID. 21 last year was Walsh. And then during the winter of 21, I bought one of Chad's machines from America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: around. January, maybe like New Year, January time. Um, the focus was to have that machine for the first round of my national championship, which was March. Um, but that bike didn't come until I want to say end of May slash June. So just oh. with sh- shipping, yeah, it was really delayed. It was kind of frustrating because, um, in the winter I was over riding with Chad and got pretty comfy on the machine and I was hoping like to come back and just keep progressing on the Yamaha but it sort of turned out that I done half the season on my Walsh hybrid and then finished out the season on my Yamaha.
0: So what are the two big differences in the machines if if you can uh, explain it for everybody? Um, yeah
1: so basically I've loved the, the Walsh hybrid since I first started riding it um, I just took to it really well, and I like how it rode, it turns very nice, and it sort of done everything that I wanted it to do, and it still does, I've, I I, would still ride it, I still have it, and I still ride it, but, um, so my first time in America with Chad was in 19, the start of 19, and when I rode his bike, I thought, like, this just is so much nicer on me, like, it felt easier to go fast. Um, So basically, the biggest difference I notice is like, um, the best way I can describe it is it feels like the rear wheels sit closer to underneath my ass whenever I'm riding the bike. Mm -hmm. So if I come out of the corner on my Walsh, it feels like I'm feathering the throttle on until it grips and then I can full gas it. Right. If If I just full gas it, it just spins the wheels. Which I think is the uh, CRF motor, whereas on my Yamaha, I think it just there's much more traction. I can corner on just full gas, and it just grips straight away. And it, it I think, it just suits my riding style better.
0: And that, and that's what it's all about. Is you got to be comfortable yeah. on the machine. Yeah, um, th- that's a, a great uh, contrast in the two machines. Uh, when you were in uh, the Czech Republic, what did you ride, the Yamaha or the hybrid? Yamaha. Yeah, because uh, you looked really good.
1: Yeah, so basically we went out. We left, myself and Mark McLaren and David Cowan, who was my teammates for the Nations on Team Ireland. We left on the Monday. We traveled to check down. We went from so Northern Ireland to Ireland to Wales. England, Holland, Germany, Czech Republic. That's the route we had to take to get there. So we got to actually the same practice track as Team USA were riding on the Wednesday before the event. Um, and like the guy said, the track was very wet, and we didn't think we were going to get any testing at all. Um, but we let them guys ride and seen the sort of bit of the track that they had marked out, and then we done some tests on ourselves and like from as soon as I got onto my machine, it was, I knew it was the comfiest i felt on it. I was from then I was sort of quite confident in how I was riding going into the weekend. Um, And then we made we're like just fine tuning really with some stuff. And on Saturday free practice, I felt really good, but again, we were just fine tuning with some stuff. Uh, we changed some things for suspension, um, and sort of after then, I hardly touched a clicker the rest of the weekend. It just seemed to work really well for me. How rough did that track get? Yeah, it was rough. It was very rough. Um, maybe not the roughest track I've rode, but, yeah, pretty rough. Um, I think everyone's seen now that it was on basically the side of a hill, so we, like, went right, right. down to the... Bottom of the hill, and then just zigzagged our way back up. And it was mostly on the way back up the hills. There were some nasty square edge
0: bumps. Right, right. It, it, it looked like it. I got up super early in the morning to watch it. Yeah. So, so that I could, uh you know, tape a a, a show for it with everything. And it, the first moto didn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. That last moto looked like it was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, I was glad to be in the first two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: throw you throw your teammates under the bus huh
1: yeah well, that's it <laughs> but yeah it's, it's quite a quick turnaround between the first moto so it's like your fingers crossed that nothing happens in the first moto that you don't have to rush to get your machine ready for the second moto again
0: uh did you have any issues when you were there at all between no, those?
1: no no it was pretty my mechanic race he had his this the best my bike's been, like we didn't we just think like we changed the oil, we washed it, and that was really it just checked everything over, nothing major the whole time we were there that's that's the way you like to go racing. yeah, right? it was pitch perfect for us, and uh, the guy that was actually on the nation's team last year, Justin Reid, whenever we won, um him and a guy that helps me out helps me out a lot here as well, David Ray. They were. They played a massive part and helped me set up my suspension on the Saturday, so they were. Were everything was just perfect for the whole setup for Sunday, so we didn't really have to do much after the work was done.
0: How do you guys pick your team uh, for th- that race?
1: So it's top three in the national championship. Usually, that's basically the way it's it picked every year. So round about. I want to say end of June slash July, um, the team manager, Gordon, just selects his team and then it goes through our governed body and they basically just fact check really that the guys are up for the job and that's the team they want back. So, And then he, from then he lets the riders know. We usually have two, one or two reserve riders as well just in case of injury
0: and that and and the riders that didn't weren't on the team with you la- the, the the year before um were they just not in the top 3 in the points is that what happened
1: yeah that's what happened so the the three of us we were first second and third um but we did uh I'm not sure whether you know Justin Reid do you I know the name yeah he's name. he's been around quite a long time, especially in this country. He's quite a big name in quads. So the good thing about Team Ireland is, and I think everyone sort of notices this now, like the group of riders we have in our national championship, we're all quite close and friendly. We get on very well with each other. So we were able to bring Justin out with all his experience and have him at the track, like just for technical support and like hands-on stuff. He's very good as well. so. Like that was a big plus for us. So yeah, it's quite good. It's, it's a very friendly environment for us whenever we go to the Nations event. And even like the support we get every year at it is insane. Like the all the guys that ride over here, they bring their families out and go and watch and everyone's riding the pits all weekend. And there's just a real buzz about our, uh, our whole pits.
0: Well, looking at the results... Back as far back as I can go, let's just say 17, you guys have been doing really, really well.
1: Yeah. So I remember in 17, I want to say it was Cingoli, which was the first time in Italy, which is the first time that America went and they won. So I can remember then that Ireland were either second or third to obviously Team USA. And we've been on the podium since then right to now i obviously missed the year with covid because it didn't happen but like i remember getting to like the third time which would have been my first time at the nations i'm thinking like is is the irish luck running out or have we actually got (laughs) a good system in place that's working for this event but yeah i think after winning last year and then definitely after this year it's like i don't think there's any irish luck in it i think myself and mark and definitely proved that and the whole team really gordon the team manager and what we have like all the people that do the behind behind the scenes work what
0: we have what team ireland have really works it seems to you guys are doing a great job uh, yeah have you guys thought much about coming over to the states and racing in the states at all um well mark the guy that was running number one
1: he was he went to redbud this year um i I'm sure if you asked him, he would uh, think twice about going back to Red because I think that was maybe one of the roughest Red Buds that uh, there's been in a while. But I think maybe I definitely plan to come over at some stage, but it's just sort of waiting to when I think it's going to
0: be the right time
1: for me. Uh,
0: Mr. Kennedy wants to know if you're famous or what. Yeah, I see that. He's chirping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you know him. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's all, excellent. Uh, I apologize. I don't know a lot about um, a lot of the stuff that goes on in Europe. I try. I, I know Harry Walker and, and his family. Yeah. I know his dad pretty well. Um, and his brother, Alfie. Um, mm-hmm. They were actually over here earlier this year and, and taped a show with me.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. I'm good, good friends with the Walker family. Oh, they're good people, aren't they? Yeah, very nice. The best.
0: Yeah, it's that's awesome that's why one of the reasons why i I was interested in how you're racing in in uh, the british championship was uh with uh because you went head-to-head with alfie didn't you
1: yeah last year me and alfie were head-to-head for the under 21 british championship Mm -hmm. um and then this year obviously with me missing the year but I went over and done like some select rounds of some of the club championships that were going on. So it was battling back and forth with Harry, um, which was good. And me and Harry would have quite a good relationship. We're pretty friendly, so we'd be chirping back and forth to each other that next year it's going to be a good battle for the British again. So it's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, they seem to ha- they seem to have some uh, bad luck. Uh, Over there at the Nations Race,
1: yeah, it's I'm not sure what it is, but it's like the team, the team GB. They're all every rider they take each year is definitely more than capable. Like we race with them every week nearly, and we're battling back and forward. And like it's not like Team Ireland are always beating Team GB. It's always mixed up, but it just seems like they can't catch a break at that event.
0: Right? Yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. So you just mentioned to me that that you, when the time was right, you were going to come to the states. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something with that you're waiting on? You know, getting more comfortable with the machine, or just the right sequence of events to bring you over so that you can spend a little time?
1: Um, I think I want to do a full season on my Yamaha now and really see where I'm at. Then, like, I feel like. The gains I've made since I've sort of went full-time Yamaha at the end of the season has been probably the most I've seen since I moved into our pro class over here. So I think after a full season of testing some more stuff and keep if I can keep progressing on the same sort of wavelength, I think then I'll maybe come over and see where I match up.
0: That's that's a good way to that's a good way to look at it. Do the European teams, and I'm going to ask you to generalize for everybody in this one. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'm putting you on the spot a little bit as well. Do you guys think that it's a measuring stick against the Americans when you come to a race like uh, the quad cross race? Is it something that that you guys look forward to?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I think if you look at um where european quad racing was in 2017 when team usa came to the nations for the first time and where european quad racing is now that they've been them five times or i think it's four or five times whatever however however many times they've been it's a lot further on now and i think especially chad and joel they've been every time they'll they can say that as well like the the level of european quad racing has definitely been excelled. Like seeing, seeing what parts these guys are running, seeing the lines they're taking when we're there, just like talking to the guys. Everyone, do you know what I mean? It's quite. It's yep, kind of yep, left yep. it. Left it. Everyone's game. You um,
0: you got to you got to see what they do and learn a little bit what they're doing, so that you're able to roll it into your programs. And 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 raise the bar for yourselves.
1: Yeah, for sure, and it's definitely happened. It seems like every year, um, it's like I would say if you look back to the lap times from Italy the first time to like who was second best, the Team USA then to who's second best when we were in Czech Republic. I would say the gap is a lot smaller now.
0: Oh, I. Is, I... I seen uh, uh, you, Sheer and and uh, N- Navu.
1: Yeah, I'm saying his name wrong. And uh, it's Kevin Sarr, but Randy Navu. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Yep,
0: those two and you seem to be the fastest of the Europeans. And and what I seen, Harry was up there as well. But yeah. you guys, that group seemed to be always when you guys were on the track, you always seemed to be in that faster group. So
1: yeah, well. I think the best way to look at that is so, like, if you were putting it into tiers, tier one is going to be Team USA. There are three riders. Tier two would be Kevin Sar, Randy Nauvoo. Them guys are like their peak of European quad racing at the minute. That's like the fastest two guys. Then tier three is going to be like Harry Walker, Christopher Tavern from Norway. Mark from here, I would put myself and Davey in that group now as well. um Basically, like from say America, we're first and second. Right down to like tens, that group of guys is really fast now.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd like to see um you guys. I'd like to see him bring two teams. for every yeah. country got to bring two teams. Yeah. You know, of, of three each and, and get the depth more um, b- because it would a develop more of the riders, I believe, um, mm-hmm. from from all over Europe, as well as in the U.S. and let everybody g- get a deeper feel of what exactly is going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to talk to Team USA later on this af- this evening um, and, and, you know, because I haven't spoken to any of them since they uh, they've gotten home. and. I just think that it was such a, a great outing for everybody.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think it's a tribute to you guys, to the team USA guys. They put on a they put on a great show with their setup and how friendly they are. They're just it's a real good team that they brought over. And um, I think usually the Irish and Team USA we have a great relationship every year. But I think this year we were parked quite close to each other, and we were constantly just chatting back and forth the whole weekend it was it's quite nice
0: have you I know you worked with with Chad have you spent much time with Joel
1: um yeah so I've been to America twice and rode with Chad both times but actually both times I've been there I've seen Joel um and then I've seen him at the Nations every year so yeah I'd have a pretty good friendly relationship with Joel as well he's a great guy I was lucky enough to get one of his shirts at (laughs) Czech Republic as well.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome stuff right there. Um, I'm a huge fan um, at this as well. So uh, I like to hear that stuff where, you you, you know, you get jerseys or or T-shirts because I collect them as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I keep them all with my son. Uh, So um, my son used to travel. When I was going to the Nationals all the time, Mm -hmm. my son would go with me and he was, you know, five, six years old. Mm So, so as he's, as he's gotten older, he remembers all of these guys, you know, uh, bird and the the and, uh, you know, you just name them and he, those were his heroes when he was a a little kid. So, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And the interaction between everybody from the team USA guys to, to your guys's team and the Brits, it seemed to me, because I only got to watch it. I didn't get to experience it like you did. But in the portions that I watched, everybody seemed to get along there really, really well. All the teams.
1: Yeah, that's that's honestly the way I've looked at it. Like there was no real beef with any teams, if that's what you want to say. Like it just seemed like everyone was there to race and have a good time as well, which is sort of definitely I know in where I come from here, our whole team Ireland, like we all work Monday to Friday. And at the end of the day, racing is still just a hobby for us, but a hobby that we take seriously. And we invest a lot of time and money into it. So like, I think whenever you look at it in terms of that with the European writers, most of them are that way. They work Monday to Friday, which is partly the reason I don't want to take anything away from the American writers, because I think if, we were all in their position that their talent they would still be excelling the way they are. But like what I'm trying to say is like we don't get to spend the time that these guys are right. Are willing or are able to do as well. So yeah, I think that's how that's one of the reasons why we try and keep it fun because at the end of the day it is still just a hobby.
0: And I get that. I mean, I know that Joel and Chad have worked very, very hard to set their programs up. Yeah, so for that sure. they can so that they can be that way. I, I you know you look where Chad's came from. Chad came from yeah. a football scholarship to an eight-time national championship a champion, and he's developed his whole program. So uh, I think that uh, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, most of us are working you know our jobs yeah and that's then it. going racing so yeah. it's
1: and it, to, for chad to be so hands on with this program as well you just you can do nothing but take your hat off to him it's insane what he's done
0: oh, I agree uh, cuz I, I met chad when he was just a uh, chubby little kid well he's never been a little kid but you know when he was just still, still football player size you know yeah. um yeah he's he's he was nice then great guy, great kid then to just a a really good man now and uh, you respect that because he did that work he learned from all those people that he got to deal with from the suzuki and can-am and kawasaki he's taken something away and then made his yamaha program really really awesome yeah for sure like was i'm lucky enough to be
1: to be able to call chad winning a good friend of mine and like to be just traveling with the different tracks with him in Florida and listening to the stories of what he's done in years past and what way he runs his program. Like sometimes I just sit with my mouth open. Like this guy is just insane. Like he's a complete perfectionist in every single thing that he does. So yeah.
0: It gives you a better idea of what you need to do to reach, to reach your goals and to set the bar so that you can succeed. Yeah definitely. That's, that's awesome. Hey, let's get back on you, you know, and talk about your program and some of the things that, that you do. How did you find your way to ATV racing?
1: So I've raced since I was six. So how I got into it was a friend of my dad's, his son raced, and basically he said, we're doing this sport. You sh- we're really enjoying it. You should try it. So my dad bought me an LT50 and we packed up a van and went to a local grass track meet. And I've probably missed a handful of races ever since then. I've just been at it ever since. And I came right up through all the junior classes, mostly grass tracking, right up until I got on to a Yamaha 250 Raptor. Then I started going across the water into the UK mainland and doing some races trying to get my feet wet there and then that would lead me into 2016 um i done the 250 cc british championship um a guy that raced here david ray he sponsored me a bike that year and uh, myself david and my dad we went over most weekends really that year to compete in british championship um and yeah, it's probably one of the best years racing I've had, um, battling every weekend with riders and we'd done enough to secure the championship which was massive for me then. Still is, it's a great achievement to have. Um so yeah, that then led me into I was still on a two fifty the year after. Um and then four fifty ever since. But since I since I started, like all my friends know, I've just lived and breathed quad racing even like (laughs) i'm such a super fan for american watching all the nationals like i never miss one of them i'm sure like a lot of people are watching rated mx on facebook when he goes live at the nationals right Um, yeah so i'm watching all them but yeah that's sort of how i get into it and i'm sure you know yourself it's a massive family thing for this the whole sport is just a family thing so i'm lucky enough that my parents are both into it my little brother races and um, my older brother used to race um so yeah it's just a massive family thing for us as well
0: that's 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 exactly i was born into it so i yeah. totally understand uh we've raced motorcycles and atvs and three-wheelers four-wheelers um I, I totally get it it's it's uh once it gets in your blood it never gets out that's it I'm- like I know my dad, mom and dad really
1: enjoy it as well. Like my dad would say to me, sometimes he'd be talking to his friends or people in work and they were asking him what he'd done with his weekend. And he's saying he spent uh, the whole weekend traveling back and forth to England doing the sport that he loves with his 21-year-old son. Like there's not many people get to do that whenever uh, kids are growing up. So in terms of that, like it keeps a keeps family pretty tight, I think.
0: Oh, it's, it's, that's great because you and your dad getting to spend that time is invaluable. My dad's 87 years old. And when I get a chance to work in the shop with him, you know, machining parts or whatever it is we're doing, it, it's the same thing. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, you just grasp onto that and hold onto it because those are the stories you're going to tell your kids and your grandkids. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible stuff. So how did you do or how are you doing in your uh, championship series in Ireland right now?
1: So it's it's all finished up now. Um I've seconded this year. Um, okay. The last round was supposed to be last weekend, but it was canceled due to weather, which is quite unfortunate because I was one point behind Mark. That won the championship, which is quite annoying. But um it's annoying. But it's Mark missed a full round and won every race bar one the whole season. So when I stand back and look at it, I'm like, he was the best guy all year, and he deserves it. But at the same time, I don't know whether you've lost the championship by one point. It's it's quite a hard pill to swallow as well. But it's sort of, it's made me hungry for next year, and we're just finishing off building a new bike at the minute and hopefully get some good testing over the winter with it and come in swinging with round one so it's, it was a very very good year for me um i know i've listened to some of your stuff and you've been involved in the pond of as well in france yes sir so i went there in august and um i was riding uh A TRX chassis with a 2022 CRF engine in it with all Walsh components. Um, KIK quads, have you ever heard of uh, Keith Knowles?
0: Uh, Yes, I have.
1: Yeah, it was his team. So um, I qualified second there on their bike, but we unfortunately had some trouble basically the whole way through the 12 hours. But every time I got on the bike, I was pretty happy with my speed. Um but it was just a shame about the overall result. But I actually came away from Pondevaux happy in my riding and where I was. So that then led us into the start of September. And um, once we come home from Pondevo, we just know it's all things nations. Just focus on that while I keep ticking off the rounds of our national championship here. Um but yeah, overall I think in terms of my riding gelling with the machine machine setup um, just overall program like everything was pretty good this year
0: that's awesome uh, you were talking about mark how are how are you and mark as far as um do you guys get along really well yeah really good um
1: we actually we were first and second in the championship, but we probably spend one to two days a week with each other as well. We do some training together, and we go for food sometimes together. It's a pretty good relationship we have. He lives actually about three
0: miles away from my house. Oh, so so pretty close. Yeah. You brought up uh, weather. hmm My interpretation of Ireland is it's cold and rainy all the time. That's probably well, not true. Well, you could say that, but
1: USA had more wet races than we did this year. We didn't have – <laughs> I think we had one wet race. That was it. Is that, was, that,
0: is that non-normal for you?
1: Um, not usually. Usually we'd have maybe two round, – two or three rounds out of the eight. That would be a wet day. But this year we had one race, so the day was dry until the last race and it got wet. So. It was a pretty good season for us that way as well.
0: So it must have been pretty severe weather for him to cancel it.
1: Yeah, that for the round last weekend. Yeah, it's basically since we got home from Czech, it's just been raining.
0: Wow, is is it rainy season for you guys? Yeah, it would be this time of year. Wow, that that that, that's horrible. Uh, But when you guys race, explain it to me because American tracks and european tracks generally aren't the same Mm -hmm. is yours more of a natural terrain or do they go out and build a motocross track like like i'm thinking they build a motocross track but it's
1: using a lot more of the natural terrain and it's nothing like usa tracks like our jumps are nowhere near the size of what you have and the width of the track is nowhere near as wide um but it's sort of what we were are used to. We've we've. It's all we've known. Um. It's only really since we the guys that get to go and doing the nations or pondavo, you get to see different tracks. Um. I actually think the more I ride like wider tracks, it sort of suits my style a bit more. Um. I think that's why I was um my riding was pretty good at the nations because I was able to use more of the outside, uh, ride on the outsides of the tracks. I see Mark's just commented there. Rocks. Yeah, we have a lot of stones (laughs) and rocks in our tracks, unfortunately, which is, um, you could take a brand new bike to round one and it looks like it's done 20 hours after round one, which is unfortunate, but that's just (laughs) the way it is.
0: Yeah, we have a couple of racetracks over over here like that too. Yeah, um, I posted a picture on Instagram, or
1: it might have been Mark. It was a picture of me and Mark battling and chad actually commented um do you guys race in a quarry (laughs) wow (laughs) so So,
0: let me ask you this question bike setup for that um do you have special rock guards that you guys run to protect radiators and your hands and things like that not really just
1: what everyone else is using and just hope a stone doesn't go through your radiator but it's not that common to be fair it's it's not like we are racing on gravel tracks, but yeah, just close your eyes when you see a big stone coming and hope your goggles don't break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, it sounds like you it sounds like you're talking about desert racing over here. Yeah, they they throw some big stones. Um, uh, Josh Merritt just freaking uh, chimed yeah, in. Yeah, there. there he is. And it's about time he he clicked in. He's a little late. Where you been, Josh? <laughs> uh i like josh him and i uh talk quite a bit yeah he's a good guy oh i think he's far more talented than he knows yeah
1: you know some, some
0: riders go ahead i'm sorry i think so too oh yeah some riders hold themselves back and 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 you know he came out and raced uh end of 21 at a works race mm-hmm. and oh yeah uh, him and hunter yep and he was just on fire and he just, yeah. he, he, he just was one with his machine and the longer the race went, the better he was getting. And, uh, I just think that, uh, he, you relax a little bit and, and just go and have, enjoy it. You yeah. Know? Like, like you said earlier, you have to keep it into perspective. You, it's a hobby, but yeah. it's, you you're, 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 you're still racing for that win.
1: Yeah. You know? I know. And I, I think as well, like, Every everyone that takes this sport serious like we do has at least once in their career pushed themselves trained that much worried about so much stuff that you don't need to worry about you nearly talk yourself into not enjoying it like that's happened to me before and I've had to like take a step back and think why are you actually doing this and why are you letting yourself get so stressed like Whenever we were in Czech Republic for the Nations, it was as calm as I have ever been at a at a race. Like, I got nervous. Obviously, everyone gets nervous to a certain extent, but I was calm. Like, I knew exactly what I was doing, and I think it helped because I felt so good on my bike as well. But just going in with a calm approach to what you're doing makes a massive difference as well. I think.
0: Oh, I think so too. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 21. I turned 21 on Monday last so Monday. So you're, you're still a baby. Yeah. No offense, but I mean, <laughs> all my kids are older than you. I almost <laughs> I have a grandson that's catching you. Um, <laughs> so that the way you, you express that is a very mature way to express uh, relaxing and coming to terms with it. And I think that that's going to do you some justice in the future um, as you develop in the sport so that, that that's pretty awesome stuff right there.
1: yeah i've been lucky enough like coming through sort of developing on to a 450 i've had a lot of people in this country and chad as well i've been lucky enough to have him that have like pointed me in the right direction like tell me where try and keep your headspace here for racing and do this with your bike and so on and so on and like it's just me now. I feel like I'm getting to the stage now where I want to help the younger kids that are coming behind me to try and think like I'm thinking to push them on the right path. Because, like, as I said, I'm such a fanboy for quad racing, like I do love it, and I don't want to see this sport get better and better. And you know, maybe, um, like I would love to see it at workplace where maybe it didn't just become a hobby for. Most people, maybe more people, could be like Joel and Chad and making a good living out of it and whatever. Like I think everyone, that's what everyone would love. I,
0: I agree. Uh, you know that that brings me to this. It's it's a little bit of why I do this for ATV talk. And yeah, it is because I want the sport to grow. I want more and more people to get to see how great it is. And you know, I've had a pretty amazing life. I've got to do really, really cool things. Um, did it? Did it generate the money? No, but for a uh, a hobby sport or a, a, or what my livelihood or my living was, it's been amazing. And mm-hmm. and I just want everybody to experience that because there's nothing like throwing your leg over your ATV and and rolling out on a racetrack, and it's just it's just awesome. And no, I've never been your level, uh, you know. Uh, I've never been a a, a pro like Chad or Joel. I mean, I've had my moments in the sun where I've got to shine, but um, just being able to develop the machines and, and roll them out there for your guy to go and do his stuff. I -hmm. mean, I don't know if you ever heard of Doug Eichner, but I was his mechanic for 13 and a half years. Oh yeah. So uh, I spent some time in the winter circle as the, as the guy holding the wrench, not the guy holding the throttle. Yeah. Well, some guys, sometimes them guys are just as much
1: ended it or even more sometimes. Um, I know yeah. my mechanic, like he's very invested in my progression. And uh, my mechanic, he's actually uh, wrenched for Hunter Lawrence, you know, mm-hmm. HRC. Yeah. He yep. was in Europe. Whenever Hunter was Hunter's last year in Europe, my mechanic, Reese was working with him and he's worked with Dylan Ferrandes. Um. so he's very experienced and like he's seen what them riders are doing so he's telling me things like try this or try that and then obviously when it comes to working at the bike and working at engines and stuff he's very switched on that that way which i'm very lucky to have
0: so yeah that's that's great that you have a great program and you're developing um at such a young age yeah it's, yeah. it's not normal that young riders develop some of the skills that you have at your age yeah well um the guy my mechanic that i'm telling
1: you about now he worked with me in 19 then he went to back to europe in 20 um and 21 well 20 was COVID, and not sure yeah i missed him for two years and in them two years it's the most hands-on I've ever been with quad, like working at the machine. And like, I was basically, I was doing most things like apart from engines, like I don't have, I'm not switched on enough to be doing that or servicing shop, but like it was learning when to change parts out, when they were timed out and no one trying to have everything sitting ready that on a race day, I can just focus on the race but I've definitely noticed a big difference that if I can have someone to take the workload off me say during the week to do all this stuff that like, I can just focus on myself more as well. I'm still very hands on with the whole program, but yeah, it definitely helps whenever you have someone like that who can take a bit of weight off my shoulders.
0: Oh, I think it's great for you guys to have people that can get your machine ready, get your, get your stuff going. So all you have to do is get in the truck and, and, and drive to the races and, and focus on what you need to do as far as riding. And plus you have that guy to fall back on, to talk to. And, um, I think mechanics are not only are they just mechanics, but they're counselors and they're, uh, babysitters, no offense. Yeah. yeah <laughs> You know, from. they're, they're there for you to, they, they just take care of you, you know, I mean, yeah. and, that, that's how i always felt it was i'm responsible not only for the bike i'm responsible for you so if the bike's in good shape and i need to do something with you so that you're in good shape then let's do that yeah you know and uh, I, like i, I think, just
1: go ahead i think as well um my mom and dad are very supportive with me they like to see me do well they they want i know they want to see me win but my dad's never gonna say to me like get your ass in gear you need to be winning races kind of thing <laughs> but if i'm having an off day i know my mechanic's gonna say like pull your finger out boy you need to get going so it's good to have someone like that as well
0: exactly because he were if, if your mechanic works as hard as you do he's the only one that you're really going to notice when he respects you enough to say something like that you're gonna go yeah he worked that hard I better freaking ride harder because you know it's not fair to him that's it yeah exactly that's that's great so what do you think is going to happen for you next year um well I don't want to lose a championship
1: by one point again so I think my main focus is try and win the national championship here and go over to England, enter the British championship again, and give it my best go. I think, like, in all the years I've done it, next year will be the best that I've – the best package with everything that I'll bring. So I think I'd be silly to not say that I'm going over there to try and win that as well.
0: Uh, that's a gr- that's a great, bold statement. Are you still going to focus on the, the home championship as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think like in terms of getting picked for the nations I need to do that as well but I love doing the ones round home as well it's it's good fun with my friends and stuff that do the national championship here in Northern Ireland that maybe don't race in Britain I like I like racing um with all them guys as well
0: Does Mark tra- travel as well?
1: Yeah. He goes he goes across the water as well.
0: Do you guys go together, or is it just is it in your own separate uh, setups? Um, we go in our separate setups, but in convoy usually. Okay, so so you're together, but but you know you park next to each other, you work yeah. with each other. So so you're kind of a team, but 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 not. That's it. Yeah, and like even
1: when we went to the nations, there myself, Mark, and uh, David, the third team Ireland rider, we all had our own rigs, but we travelled. Out together in convoy the whole way, so yeah, that was yeah,
0: good. I, I would I really would have liked to have those guys come and sit down with us too. I understand that uh, um, it, not everybody is 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 okay with that. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, I get that so too.
0: Make sure you tell them that I uh, I appreciate them and and I, I think they did an amazing job and and uh, you know congratulations on on doing as well as they did. Yeah, for sure. Everyone knows that. The Nations is a team
1: event, and like I definitely couldn't have asked for a better team to have this year, and I wouldn't have wanted to be in the podium with two other lads, like they're great lads, and yeah, I couldn't have asked for much more from them, really. And our team manager as well, Gordon, he holds everything together and points us all in the direction, so. Mark's listening. Yeah, Mark's listening.
0: (laughs) Hi, Mark. How are you, brother? Maybe one day you'll sit down and talk with me
1: yeah he'll come on someday well that's I'll that's get, awesome i'll get him talked then too
0: that's good i hope you do um <laughs> i know it's super late there for you and i appreciate you taking the time um, i hope that we can sit down and talk more in the future and yeah. and possibly when we're getting ready to race uh, or start racing in 2023 we can connect again and yeah. uh, get an update on how your program came together and how things are are sorting out for the 2023 season. Yeah, perfect. That sounds good. Excellent, excellent, brother. Thank you again. Make sure you say thank you to the family because I'm sure that you being up this late at night is, is causing them to to not be sleeping or, or resting like they would need to as well.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I'm sure they're fast asleep. Uh, I'm sorry, I was at the far end of the house to try and keep the noise
0: down, but yeah, it's fine. I appreciate you helping me on. It's been a good job. Oh, my pleasure, brother. Uh, what did your parents say? What You know, I know we're trying to get done here, but what did your uh, family say about you coming on the on the show? Yeah,
1: they thought it was great, you know, to be asked to come on. Um, I listened to a lot of your stuff and a lot of stuff coming from America. Like, they know as well I'm a big fan. So when you ask to come on, that's it's, it's a good experience. And obviously, they'll get to listen to it back tomorrow and hear what we had to say. But, yeah, I think it's been good.
0: I think it's great. I I want the more exposure, the more exposure you can get and the more exposure we can get uh, for all the European riders, for all the riders, even in America. I think the bigger the sport can grow and the bigger the sport can grow, the better it's going to be. And and more likely you're going to see your dream where you're racing for a living uh, instead of working for a living.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's the dream um i just want to say a couple of quick thanks especially to our sponsors for the nations Um, usually a couple of months before sort of the background staff for our team they make some posts and post them on facebook and um, and usually all the local guys are sponsoring i think we had over 40 sponsors for our team to go to czech republic this year Um, and we sell T-shirts. A lot of T-shirts are sold at the event as well. It was it's cool to see all the green shirts and green flares and stuff when you're going around the track. So yeah, just a big thanks to all them, and obviously massive thanks to my two teammates, Mark and David, and team manager Gordon, and of course my mom and dad as well, just on a personal level and everyone that helps me out. So yeah, I just thought I'd say that before we before we finish
0: up here. Well. That's awesome. And, and I want to thank all of those sponsors. And thanks, Mark. I know those bumpers are the best. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Dean, if you get a shirt together uh, and get it signed by your team and tell me when you have it, I will figure out a way, or you will figure out a way to send the money over there to pay for the shipping and the shirt and uh, get it to me. How's that?
1: Yeah, perfect. That's good. I can do that. Perfect.
0: Um, I'm going to send you, Um, I know this is probably not the right time to to, to tell you this. I'm going to send you some information because we are going to feature you on ATV Talk this episode um, in two weeks. It'll be the featured episode. It'll be your week on ATV Talk. It'll start on Sunday. It'll end on Saturday. And the whole week is going to be all about you. Awesome. That's great. Thank you very much. No problem, sir. I really appreciate your time. And uh, good luck in the future. And if you ever need anything in America, you know how to get a hold of me. I'm always here.
1: Yeah, it's great. Thank you, Leonard. It's nice to meet you as well.
0: Pleasure. Pleasure, brother. You have a great night. Get some rest. You got to go to work. Yeah, thanks. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com.